Hello. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to watch the greatest movie of all time. Today on the show, The Princess Bride. The greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me now. Greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie podcast is the greatest movie. Come on and hear me Welcome, everyone, to the Greatest Movie of All Time podcast, the show in which I, your co-host, the eighth wonder of the world, Rick Barrasso. And I, your favorite co-host this time around, Nigo Montoya-Bowski. Well, this is the show where we're going to watch every single movie ever made, and we're going to help figure out which is the greatest movie of all time. How are you doing today, Derek? Well, bittersweet, Rick. You want to know why? Because doing the scheduling and looking at the episode, this will be the last time for a long time that you and I will be doing an episode together. It, it, is, it, is, it is a little bittersweet, but, you know, we're going out on a good one. Yes. Uh, we're doing The Princess Bride here. Uh, this was definitely one of my picks, one, something I definitely wanted to do for quite some time. We're on Spotify. We're an Apple podcast. Whatever app you use, subscribe review if you can it's extremely helpful for the show and if you enjoyed that one or if you have anything else that you want us to cover let us know on social media we are the greatest movie of all time podcast on facebook we're at great movie cast on twitter we are at greatest movie pod on instagram and you can always shoot us an email at greatest movie pod at gmail.com we would love to hear from you and as our old friend our old guy that we did taught us piracy Bruce Wayne would say, tell your friends about us. But now, uh, you know, Derek, how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder, and Gilder to frame for it. I'm swamped. So let's get to the episode. Uh, the Prince's Bride is a 1987 fantasy movie directed by Rob Reiner. It stars Carrie Elwes as Wesley, Robin Wright as Buttercup, Mandy Patinkin as Inigo Montoya, Chris Sarandon as Prince Humperdinck, Wallace Shawn as Vicini, Christopher Guest as Count Rugen, and Andre the Giant as Fezzik. It made $30.9 million on a $16 million budget. It's got an 8 on IMDb, a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes, but only a 77 on Metacritic, of course, Metacritic and a Metacritic. Uh, Ebert says 3.5 out of 4. It's filled with good-hearted fun. Peter Bradshaw from The Guardian says it's an adventure which reaches back to the golden age Hollywood and devil may care world of Douglas Fairbanks or Tyrone Power playing Zorro or Errol Flynn playing Robin Hood. Jeff Andrews of Time Out for Negative One says the leads are vacuous. The absurdity sometimes forced and obvious. Thanks. Thanks, Jeff. I got to say, I'm not as mad as with him that I am with uh, Mr. Ebert because his his was like a a 16 year old uh, wrote wrote that. I mean, it's one sentence from an entire review. Oh, okay. Well, didn't know if he he didn't make like a fucking Twitter post about it. Didn't know if he was like a uh, like a like a Robert Christo type thing where he was like, here's a sentence of big words that you don't know to show that I'm smart. D (laughs) minus. No, I mean, this one, that review, I'm just kind of disagree with you because it's yeah. 
it's it's meant to be a fairy tale book like we're not we're not here for like subtle characterization you know right we're not, <laughs> the fuck, like the, this is a movie where someone just off camera hurls a rat into somebody's face like a big puppet rat into somebody's yep. face yep it's great and it's beautiful but uh we're not exactly talking the fucking godfather here it's not what it's trying to do right and as we talked about sometimes that's not what movies are trying to be so Derek, do you recall when you first saw this one? No, I don't. Uh, I was definitely a kid. Um, I don't remember at all uh, the first time or whatever, but uh, I think I've seen this movie probably all the way through like four or five times. Um, but it's been very scattered throughout my life. So that's kind of my memory about it. Yeah, I remember the, the first time I sat down and watched this, I had, I was, I was probably like 12, 11 or 12. I was probably around 11 or 12, right around Fred Savage's age um in, in this movie and uh yeah I, I remember i was there was like a, an older like guy like it was like a youth leader uh that i had that like he, he was like uh he was like in his early 20s at the time and he was i was kind of like looked up to him at the time and he was like you have to see this movie like the, the song was the song of my wedding and like he sat the whole youth group down and we watched it but instead of like talking about Jesus, which was a welcome change. And I was like, this kind of, <laughs> it's like, I'd much rather just watch movies and talk about Jesus, I guess. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, that's the first time I, uh, I, uh, you know, I, I watched it in full. And of course I was like, Oh, Andre the giant, I'm in. <laughs> that was your selling point right there. Of course. As soon as I saw Andre, I was like, yes. I, I only wish Bobby the brain. He could have played Bassini instead as great as Wallace Shawn was. <laughs> I, I I don't know if I want to see that. <laughs> I think it would have been it would have been phenomenal. You could cast this whole movie with wrestlers, and it would have been great. Uh, I, I think Wallace Shawn was perfect for this. But Wallace Shawn is great, as great as he is. If we did an all wrestler version of this, oh my god! I mean, Humperdinck is Ric Flair, <laughs> right? It has to be. Bassini is Bobby the Brain Heenan. Andre, you know, obviously Andre says the same. Uh, Inigo is Roddy Piper. Oh boy, I don't know about that one. I think I think he is. I don't I don't know. I think Rugen is Ted DiBiase. Okay. I can I, uh, that one I see. Uh, is uh, is is Hogan the uh, the lead? No, Savage is the lead, and Elizabeth is Buttercup. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah, I can see Savage climbing that rock wall. Papa Shango is the albino. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think that's I think that's the way to go. Uh, actually, Paul Bear is the albino. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he starts talking normally instead of doing the clear in your throat gag, which I seem to be doing uh, this whole episode. Instead of the clear in your throat ga- gag and talking normally, he starts talking normal, and he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, excuse me, <clears throat> I'm going to torture you." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about what happens in this movie. Uh, do you have a do you have a song here, or we? No, let's let's do the let's do a countdown here. There's there's no song okay. that I can that I can really think of here. So let's uh, let's just do that. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, go. A grandfather reads a story to his sick grandson. It's a sweeping epic about two lovers, Wesley and Buttercup, who are separated by fate and reunited only after she's engaged to 
the Prince Humberdink, a smarmy asshole who is plotting her murder and a resulting war. Humberdink arranges Buttercup's kidnapping with Wesley Foils, but Humberdink then imprisons Wesley and intends to force Buttercup to marry him. Humberdink mostly kills Wesley, but Inigo and Fezzik, a Spaniard and giant that Wesley had befriended the long way, free him, and together they save Buttercup, escape to freedom. Also, Inigo kills the man who killed his father. I gave you an extra second. Good job. Yeah, it's, it's worth it. Worth it for Inigo. Yep. All right, but let's talk about our, uh, our favorite scenes in the movie, Derek. And this, this is one where I had trouble narrowing it down. Yeah, I did too. Um, my number three surprisingly goes to um, the, the, the Fred Savage scenes with his grandfather. I, yeah. I think the collection of them, they, they're so perfect. They're perfectly, they're perfectly casted. They're yeah. perfectly placed in the movie. And they're hilarious. They're so funny. And yeah. Fred Savage is like one of the greatest child actors that ever lived. And yeah. just his delivery on stuff like, is this a kissing book? Like, yeah. so good. Um, I, and there's like a, a random bag of Cheetos behind his bed. <laughs> like, that yeah. was something that I, that I brought. I William the Refrigerator Perry poster. He's, he's the perfect, like, 80s kids room. Yeah, Chicago Bear stuff everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah they're great scenes and stuff. And, uh, and Peter Falk. Peter Falk is great. And I want, and, I want you know, you know, I, I, I love all my, my you know three men who I consider grandfathers. Like I kind of want him to be my extra grandfather. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's great and stuff. And uh, I, I love their banter back and forth. Like, you know what, you know, now we're done here. And he's like, no, 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 you can keep reading. Like, I love the tension there and stuff like that. It's, it's a very quirky part of the movie. And it, I think it belongs in the top three. So it's my, it's my uh, bronze. Yeah. I hear you. Uh, my number three is the, uh, the Inigo and Wesley duel. And I'm going to count the, uh, Pretty much everything when from when Vizzini and Fezzik fuck off to like he's like look from there to the end of the duel where they're like he's like looking down and he's like I'll do I don't like waiting like do you want do, do you want help but well, I mean you wouldn't trust me would you like he's and they're just like yeah that would uh, would put a damper on a relationship yeah great great banter before a yeah, fight oh the the banter when they're and then like the stuff with they're both fighting left handed and just super fun the music that like cuts out when the swords in the air when they throw it up uh and comes back yep um, no stunts no stunt doubles no yeah and it's perfect it's it's absolutely like and it, it, it's the mood of the movie where it's you know we've watched so many fucking you know fantasy movies in this or sci-fi movies in this where it's like so serious and like this gets the point across and it's just fun like yep. the, the swords are fucking waggling back and forth yeah and <laughs> You know, and they're like, oh, you seem a solid fellow. I hate to kill you. You seem a solid fellow. I hate to I hate, die. I hate to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, just, uh, super, I just, I just had a smile on my face. The, the whole scene, really the whole movie, but this yeah. scene in particular. Yep. Absolutely. What's your two? Uh, my number two is when Anigo Montoya kills the six fingered man. Yeah. Um, it's that part of the movie that, there's there's two sort of things here that you kind of want resolved. One of them is Inigo Montoya getting his revenge on the Six Fingered Man, uh, and the other one is obviously for Wesley to get his revenge as well on Humperdinck. Yeah. And it just feels great, especially when the, you know they don't just give you Inigo Montoya killing him; they give you that like he's got stabbed in the stomach and then stabbed, and he's like, "Is he gonna die? Yeah, what's happening?" And he just comes back and keeps reciting the, the same line over and over again, and <laughs> Ultimately gets his revenge on the Christopher Guest himself, which, by the yeah. way, he is unfucking recognizable in this he's, role, yeah. <laughs> which is insane. Like he he's 
you know, I think of him in Spinal Tap and you think of him in this and you're like, it seems yeah. like a totally different person. Yeah. Um, and it took I, the first couple of times I saw it, I didn't know it was Christopher Guest. Like, I didn't know that was him. Right. Um, but he he certainly is a guy who um, I think even uh, Rob Reiner says, like in the miscellaneous that I, I, I found was like, at, after the rap party, he was there with Christopher Guest, and he was like, "Oh, like, what are you doing here?" And Christopher's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Rob Brown was like, I actually forgot you were in this movie. <laughs> like, that's how good of an actor you are. Like, I forgot I had cast you in that role. Like, I'm like what am I doing here? What are you doing here? So it, amazing. But I, I love the resolve here. He gets his revenge, and I love his just like, stop saying that. Yeah. Like, I love it. Great, great chemistry between those two actors. Yeah. Um, my number two scene is the Miracle Max scene, and it like Billy Crystal and and carol kane like heavily made up coming in like it, the only thing i can prepare to is like it's the bottom of the ninth your closer comes in and they're just throwing 102 miles an hour and like striking everyone out looking like that's that's what it is yep like they they just kill it supremely like it's it's unbelievable it's hilarious uh you know um Mandy Patinkin is great in the scene as well. His children, his wife is crippled. His children are near starvation. Boy, are you a terrible liar. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So, so good. <laughs> and then just Carol Kane's introduction. Liar. Yeah. She's, she's like one of those like character actresses that people forget about. And she's like good in literally everything she's in. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I'm pretty sure now, is she, I think she replaces the original grandmother in the Adams family. I believe so. Not even without even looking. I'm pretty sure that's right. Adam's family. Adam's family values. It values, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is which is uh, arguably the better the better one of the two. They're both very good. They're both very good. Yeah, yeah. but the second one just just brings uh, yeah. you know a lot of great quotes. But yeah, they, that's a great thing. They could have easily made my top three as well. Yeah. Um, what's your one? So my one is a collection of scenes. Um, I picked the three scenes that Wesley has to kind of get past the 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 fight with Inigo Montoya, um, and then you know, fighting uh, Andre, yeah. you know, yeah. Fezzik and then, and then Vicini. Um, the battle of wits like became very close to me. Yeah, yeah. They're all so much fun. And I think it's like, every time I see Andre on screen, I kind of like, I feel bad for him because I know how much pain he's in and he's wincing a lot in the movie. And you can tell like, you know, he's going through a lot of crap and this stuff is, physically. Yeah. I mean, this is like, I, I, I was going to save this for miscellaneous, but I'm glad it came up now. Um, one thing, like he was in so much pain, but you hear the stories about Andre and you hear the stories wrestlers tell is he was so proud of this movie. Yep. Like he would, he would just like be hanging out with different wrestlers. Like, and you know, at the time wrestling culture was just, you know, steroids and cocaine and like drinking and like, and he was like, you need to watch my movie. Like, I'm so happy. Like I'm so proud of this movie. And like, yep. again, and like all the actors in this movie, whenever they write about him, it's like, he was the best guy. And it gets it gets me a little choked up a little because he's, yeah same you know. same he's just a gentle giant and he seems like he'd be such a sweet guy you know and you know and, and that's what I love about when you when you see and hear about like terrorizing momentous guys who are like sweethearts yeah. teddy bears you know and that's what he definitely is in this and you know just to, just to play off of the talking about Andre right now I'm sure we'll talk about him later too but I guess uh, Robin Wright was like cold throughout the entire yeah. movie she was freezing and he would just put his hand on top of her Take head fucking bear paw and just keep her head warm envelop. yeah yeah so Every, awesome you will not find a single person to say i mean there's some wrestling you know wrestling's wrestling and like whatever some people don't like each other but like everyone looks back at andre and like that was the guy 
he yeah. was, you know, so lovable. Yep. And, and one of the great lines, of course, is uh, Dream of Large Women is one of the, yeah. it's one like, of, well, uh, I dream think, of large women. <laughs> me, last time while me and Gia were watching it, uh, Gia told me that her mom used to say that to her before she went to bed. <laughs> before kissing her night, she used to say that to her. I'm like, that's such a weird thing for a mom to say to her daughter, but I love it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, like you said before, like the Nigo Montoya Wesley fight is is just great. It's so comical. It's it's just it's it's a pleasure to watch every time, especially knowing they don't they do their own stunts. Right. Like they they did so much work and toward play. Um, and uh, and you know that was so great. And then of course the 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 the, the ultimate battle with uh, with Vicini, you know. You know, never, you know, he's a Sicilian, you know, he, everything he says, his voice is so annoying. Um, and just his death is phenomenal. Just the, just dies in mid laugh. It's just, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they like the gag where he's just like, I think, I think the joke is like it's Iocane powder. So like Iocane is so similar to the word cocaine. That like the way he, I always took it as like the way he became, uh, he built up a tolerance to it is by snorting cocaine. Right, right, yeah. Um, but yeah, great, uh, unbelievable scenes. Um, so my number one uh, is your number two. It's the uh, the scene where Inigo finally gets his revenge, and uh, this is going to be a, a second where it's probably like similar to like the rest of the movie, which like the scene is so like heavy because. Mandy Patinkin is like incredible in the scene. Christopher Guest is as well. Yep. Uh, but, you know, I read some years later um, that, you know, Mandy Patinkin, his line read was, I imagined that Count Rugen was the cancer that killed my father. Mm. And, you know, before I read that, I used to imagine that Count Rugen was the cancer that killed my father. And, that's exactly how it, I would react, like if I could get revenge. Yeah, and you know, it's just like you can offer me anything. I just want my father back. Yeah, yeah, it's it, uh, it's it's very very powerful. It 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 just yeah. packs so much of a punch. Um, and and it's funny because Mandy Patinkin, especially like for those who don't know, he's like one of the greatest Broadway singers of all time. He's phenomenal. He's his voice is butter. I can't explain it in any other way. His voice is straight up butter and I can listen to it all day long. And I, in fact, I've gone on Spotify and just listened to albums upon albums, him just singing Broadway and he's brilliant. Um, and it's funny. And I was talking, I said it about five times last night while watching it. I was like, he doesn't even sing in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that in Dick Tracy, he got to play like 88 keys and he gets to sing. Um, but he's such a good actor too. Yeah. You know, he does a lot. Of, he has a lot. He's just got to, you know, um, he's one but, of those, he's, yeah. I think he's like, a, he's one of those players in baseball. Where he's got all five tools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throwback. We're doing throwbacks in this episode, but now yeah. the, the fact that like that scene connected with me in a way that was exactly what his motivation was that he was relying on. Yep. Like I got it. So on a level that like, I don't get like, it's tough to get tough to understand a performance like that. Right. I got it to a T. It's like, that's got to be a number one. Yep. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Do you have a least favorite part? Um, so I will say that buttercup is just fucking useless. Um, her character is so like, number one, she didn't know Wesley's voice and mouth. 
the guy she loves. I know she hasn't seen him in a while, but it's been five years. Something you don't really forget. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of a not a plot hole, but like I, I blame her. For being kind of, you know, and then like in the forest, he's like getting killed by that giant thing. And she's just standing like an idiot. Well, you you also have to understand as like if, if we take the story literally, which is a fairy tale, it isn't right, right, right. Literally, the only thing he ever said to her was as you wish. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But um, I don't know. Throughout the entire movie, she seems so useless. And then at the end, you're like, I hope she does something redeeming. And she's like, no, I'm just going to kill myself. And it's like, wow, what what great character arc there I, I get it's a fairy tale and it's supposed to be kind of black and white but like you know it'd be nice if she like stood up and like did some cool things but she really did and she's not she's not one of the you know if i was a woman i wouldn't really look up to her as somebody i'd be want to look you know be when i grew up you know so she's kind of like just kind of there as the princess bride i don't know she just kind of pissed me off <laughs> all right fair enough uh, I don't really have anything for this movie. This is like a, this is one of those ones. It's like, it knows exactly what it's doing. It doesn't like, yeah, even the stuff that's like kind of done with like, it works like when Wesley's falling down the hill and the, the dubbing is so bad. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it just works for like the tone of this movie. At one point while he was rolling, I, I'm almost guaranteed that I saw the guy with a beard. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I'm like, man, I'm like, this was the worst, but it's so good. <laughs> As you wish. Yeah. Man. Uh, no, it's hilarious. But let's uh, let's go to medals. Uh, who do you have for your bronze? My bronze goes to Andre the Giant. Sure. And the reason why he belongs in this list is because of not just his performance in, excuse me, in the movie, but also everything uh, the surrounding of the movie, like the the warmth he brought to the set. Um, one thing that he had always said was. Um, he loved the fact that nobody looked at him in the movie. He wasn't just a circus performer. You know, it wasn't, he was a huge guy. He's like, I was an equal with everybody else in this movie. So nobody right. stared at me. And it was the first time I, fe- I feel like he really got that, that attention that he didn't need or didn't want. It just wasn't there. And he liked that. He was, and he called everybody boss. So he respected, I love that. And, yeah. and one of the, one of the most famous stories of this is when Andre farted for apparently 16 seconds. <laughs> And Rob Ryan was like, are you okay, Andre? And he's like, I am now, boss. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite stories probably ever. Um, and uh, just the release that Andre you gets just after stay that. silent for 16 seconds. <laughs> yeah, everyone just, like, apparently, how long? <laughs> apparently uh, uh, somebody was saying that, like, several people with headsets on took their headsets off. <laughs> like, during the 16 seconds, like, this, he is the, he is the eighth wonder of the world. He is, yeah. Um, and, uh so, but his performance is great. And I love that, like, I love his dialogue. Like when he's getting like strangled by Wesley, he's like, you're about to use a lots of moves. And they're just having a conversation, just like a Nego and, and, and Wesley. Yeah. It's like, he gets along with these two guys. It removes and he, when you're fighting one guy instead of 10 guys. Yeah. It, it, I like the fact that Wesley respects the both of them, yeah. you know, and, and, it, and it plays later when they become friends. It's like, it's perfect. Yeah. It's just what you want. Sportsman like. Yeah. You better be quiet. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> like so, some of the best lines in the movie. Oh man, love Andre. Love uh, Andre. My uh, and again, this this category is stacked. Could have gone to any no- medals. Could have gone to any number of people. Yes, agree, agree. Uh, but my bronze goes to Rob Reiner here. Uh, I think like some of the timing in this movie, and like some of the cuts, like I mentioned before, like RUSs. I don't think they exist. And then it's like the the exact right amount of time passes before that that rap jumps on Wesley. <laughs> yeah, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's so perfect that timing. Yeah. 
it's like the, I can't imagine how many takes it would have had to get to just be like, yep, perfect. Got it. Right. Um, you know, and just the the way this like world is crafted, like the the, the fire swamp is like unbelievable. Like it's so cool. It's fire just spouting up. Get this like weird, you know, quicksand. Um looks super cool. Um, you know, I think everyone is it this is a movie that like walks the tightrope of like if they went too serious, it would be terrible. If they went too silly, like it wouldn't like it wouldn't work. But yeah, this found is a, this a great the, balance. They found the exact right tone to hit. Yep. And that's, you know, and Rob Reiner is just like his later career is not the best, but when you look at the 80s, he's he, he kills it. I mean, he got he got this he got the director's chair because of Spinal Tap. Yeah. Um, from what I read. And it's like this guy can do comedy. He's perfect for the Princess Bride, you know. Right. Like what's uh, Spinal Tap, The Sure Thing, Stand By Me, Princess Bride, When Harry Met Sally, Misery, A Few Good Men. Stand By Me. That's surprising. I, I actually kind of forgot that was Rob Reiner. Like that's much more of a serious type of movie. Yeah. You know, Well, I mean, Stand By Me and then and then Misery. Yeah, Misery's a, a heavy duty one. Yeah, you know, like so. That's he has quite the uh, repertoire. I mean, yeah. there's a there's a lot of different it, pieces here. It kind of goes off the rails after that. Yeah. Um, that he did a movie. I I, I would never want to do this movie, uh, because it's not great. But he does a movie called North in 1994, and Ebert's review is probably the best review of any movie I've ever read. What is it? It says this is the review. I hated this movie. <laughs> Hated, 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 hated this movie. And that's the review. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Because um, he didn't yeah, like it. Did not like it. He, in fact, hated it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, this is this is like an absolute golden run uh, that, that he's on. Um, and he's, yeah, he easily like deserves a medal here. Yeah. Um, so who's your silver? My silver goes to Carrie Elways. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, it's funny. I, I, I actually didn't know he was British in real life until last night. Yeah. And I think that's, that, that's an, a testament to how good of an actor he really is. He like kind of confuses you as to what he actually is. Yeah. Um, cause his British accent sometimes are weird and I think he's doing that on purpose, Yeah. but he plays American very well. He plays British very well, obviously. And, uh, um, this was like, I, I guess this was like the breakout performance for him. Um, you know, yeah. we've, and we, we, we've seen him a lot in a lot of great movies. Obviously we've seen him in glory and, uh, I, I love him in Robin Hood men in tights. Of course, yes. he just, he goes full blown comedy there. Um, and of course he's in movies like saw he's got a lot, he's got a range, you know? Yeah. And of course, liar, liar, like the claw, like he's <laughs> it's I, the claw. <laughs> beware. He's so dry. I love his dry sense of humor, but, yeah. um, he's, He's got a very interesting face. Yeah. I was trying to recast this movie. I said, "Wow, Tough. I have I have to find somebody who has was, his charisma." He, there's nobody because he was like a throwback in '87 to guys from the '20s and yeah. '30s, like he, Cary, you know, Cary Grant and all that. Yes, like he had that. You know, yeah. You know, I mean, the the, the um, you know, the the comparison he gets a lot is Errol Flynn, who was like one of the first movie stars in the sound era and like yep. play for playing Robin hood. Right. And that's, I think why he gets Robin hood men and tights later because he's yep. like, he looks like him. He has the same kind of like charisma and there just wasn't, there weren't the leading roles for an actor like that. 
Yeah, and he he does a lot of things well in this movie. I mean, let's count them. He he plays serious very well when he's serious yeah. in the as you wish stuff. He's like a, a heartthrob. Yeah. Um, he's a handsome guy. He he does all the serious stuff really well. And then he does all the comedy stuff really well. And not not just, you know, not just delivering lines and stuff perfectly and, and the slapsticky stuff, but like I guess that's my point. The slapstick stuff, like he when he's being dragged by Andre and he look he he puts his head up and like puts his head yeah. down. And he's great at that. He does such a good job at being like I can't move and that that comedy is is phenomenal. He, he goes yeah, he goes from like incredibly cool and badass to like clownish in the same scene. Yeah. Like where you know, where he like stands up, he's like drop your yes. sword. Right? Yeah. And then he's like ah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, just 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 great. He gets my silver. Yeah. No, same same here. Um, you know, it it <laughs> the the space which this performance occupies made it extremely difficult to recast him yep i think um, i found somebody that that works the best but we'll, we'll see yeah yeah it's it's tough i'm i'm not super confident i recast a lot of roles uh, i did too so i did hold on six eight, we'll get to, ten, we'll get to it in a minute i, I yeah. did 11 roles <laughs> uh i think i i did too i have two three four five six seven eight nine ten yeah i have 11 as well okay um uh, we'll see if we have the same ones yeah probably um, so uh yeah who's your who's your gold my gold is mandy patinkin um i I don't think there really is anybody else i mean he's just he's the one you remember the most in this movie Mm -hmm. for those for the lines the performance uh i love everything about uh this character and i think this is the one that'll go down in history as like mandy patinkin's most memorable performance um even though he's done some fantastic things in film, in TV, on Broadway. I mean, the guy, the guy does everything. Um, very, very talented man. And uh, if, if, if nobody uh, follows him on Facebook, you definitely should because his clips with his wife are really, really funny. They're always like, the two of them are always trying to figure out things that are like millennial type things. <laughs> and he's just like, how does anyone understand this? And then his son has to come over and like teach his parents how to use something. And it's always hilarious. And there's one video where he's trying to tell... <laughs> his son who his favorite batman is it's like an eight minute video and for eight minutes he cannot remember that it's christian bale and he's like i like he's my favorite actor in the whole world and he, he sounds like well, what's his name he's like i don't know <laughs> it's so good um but yeah everything you said about him earlier and like everything we've talked about so far like he's he's pretty flawless in this movie yeah so I mean, my number one, of course, is Al Pacino. Um, you know, how can you go different than him? You know, when he. My uh, name is Inigo Montoya. You killed you my killed father. My father. Prepare to die. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. No, no time to explain. Let me summarize. <laughs> uh, no, of course. Uh, of course, Minnie Patinkin here. Um, comedy, drama. Like he he just does it all his stunts, um, yep. you know. Like it, I mean, I'm I'm the fact. I think this movie was underappreciated when it came out, um, certainly. But like in, in years later, it's it's the movie and his performance in particular has has certainly uh, gotten the acclaim that it deserves, and yep. uh, not enough good things you can say about it. Yeah. So let's go to recasting. Um, I've got Wesley, I've got Buttercup, I've got Inigo, Fezzik, Vizzini, Humperdinck, Count Rugen, Miracle Max, Valerie, uh, Grandfather, and for the first time, Grandchild. All right. So I have some different ones. Okay. 
Uh, so I got Wesley, Inigo Montoya, The Princess, Buttercup, Humperdinck, Six-Fingered Man, Vicini, Fezzik, Miracle Max, Max's wife. Yep, Valerie. Uh, Valerie, Albino, yep. the Albino and the Priest. Okay, who do you have for the Albino? <laughs> who, do you have for the, who do you have for the Priest? Let's start the there. The Priest, I went with Jim Gaffigan. Okay. Yeah, um, sure. I've seen enough of his comedy where I know he can do voices. Man, and he's just a yeah. he's just a funny guy. Yeah. And uh, you know, like that that inner voice that he does, where like he's talking like the audience. Yeah. Like I don't even know about that. Like he's just so good at, at doing that. So yeah. I was trying to think like maybe like Jim Carrey, and I was like, you know, that's kind of like too easy. Let me pick somebody yeah. else who's funny. So Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. Um, and you have uh, the albino. Yeah, I went with uh, Jonah Hill for the albino. <laughs> Based on some of the comedy he's done, I feel like he could really make that funny. Jonah Hill, like, this is the end version of Jonah Hill. Exactly. I was yeah. actually thinking specifically yeah. of this is the end. Like, oh. <laughs> like, references like, are so on point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the power of Christ can picture. Oh, is it is it compelling? Is it really yeah. compelling? <laughs> like, all that stuff. It's compelling um, stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, yeah, so the ones I have different, I think, are the, the grandfather, and I have the grandchild. I swap the genders there. Um, I have uh, Julie for the grandchild. I have Julia Butters, who is um, probably best known for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as the 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 little girl who like outacts Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Lena's like that. That was the best acting I've ever seen. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, and then the grandfather, I have Michael Keaton. All right, yeah, I like I like that. I, I'd like him to read me a bedtime story. You know what's kind of weird about this is I was thinking of Michael Keaton for other roles, yeah, and I couldn't find one for him. But I guess this would be the one. Yeah, that's weird that we both. He's actually, him. Well, I mean, uh, Peter Falk's a little bit made up in this, but he's actually like older than Peter Falk was at the time of the filming. Right, gotcha. Uh, now, but he looks so much younger. Uh, so let's go. Uh, let's go. Miracle Max and Valerie here. Who do you? Who do you have? I will say mine together because yeah, they're, they're connected. Yeah. It's Miracle Max and his husband. And his husband. Uh, okay. Yeah. I went with John Mulaney and Nick Kroll. Oh, that's perfect. Because the two of them would do everything <laughs> together. And John Mulaney just has that. I feel like if, you know, who can replace Billy Crystal? Who can be that kind of, <laughs> that kind of guy who sounds like a Jew, but he's not, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, love John Mulaney. And then Nick Kroll's funny as well. Like a picture him coming out and being like, wait a minute. And yeah. being like, maybe like over the top gay could be really funny too. Yeah. Just, not slander it obviously sure, sure. but like make it funny so yeah um so my miracle max is jack black and <laughs> my valerie's anna ferris nice i was thinking about jack black for the albino yeah no that work i didn't do the albino but yeah yep. uh i i feel like he'd be like it'd be different obviously because you know he wouldn't play up like the like super jewish but he'd be like i, I could see jack black being like oh uh yeah say it again ah, don't say it um, <laughs> yep. and Ann Ferris is great like she's uh not she's on a tv show for a long time has been a ton of movies recently a lot, at least not big ones but uh I always enjoy her yeah funny actress uh so let's go uh Count Rugen all right I went and I think this is a little bit too much on the nose because he kind of looks like him yeah but I went with Noah Taylor Sure. Um, who plays uh, the manager of the of Stillwater and, and almost famous, and he plays yeah. Locke in Game of Thrones. And yeah. Locke looks like the six fingered man, <laughs> so he was the first person I thought of. So I went with Noah Taylor. Yeah, uh, I went with uh, Donald Gleason. Oh, nice for this. Um, you know, he's in uh, the Harry Potter movies as one of the uh, Weasley siblings. Bill, I think he's Bill Weasley. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I believe so. Um, as well as he's in the, the recent, the Star Wars sequel trilogy where he plays that kind of like petulant, like dick. 
Yep. Uh, so he can, he can definitely do that. And I feel like that he plays that like high society, like jerk. And I feel like he can do it. Yeah. He could definitely do both babyface and heel very well. Yes. Um, who is your Humperdink? My Humperdink. This was exciting. Cause I looked over. I like G- my Humperdink. I, like I looked, o- I looked over to G and I said, wouldn't it be fun to see this actor play a villain? Yeah. He's, he's never played a villain. I don't, at least I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, and that's Mark Ruffalo. Interesting. Yeah, I want to see him play just an absolute dick. I think he'd be phenomenal at it, um, and just have a crown on his head and just be like, "Well, what do you mean?" and and and, yeah. and all this stuff. And I, I just liked it, so we both kind of agreed. Uh, my Humperdinck is another MCU actor, and that is Tom Hiddleston. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's right in his range. <laughs> yep, handsome, like handsome guy, can absolutely play a dick. Like yeah, and, and and you know Chris Sarandon. The only other thing I think I've seen him in is Dog Day Afternoon, when he plays like Al Pacino's like have, boyfriend or whatever who wants yeah, to get a have sex you seen, Have you seen Fright Night, the original Fright Night? No, I don't think so. He plays. I say this as I'm pretty much as like straight a guy as 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 you could meet. He is the most handsome man in the history of cinema in that movie. Really, it's unbelievable. He plays like a vampire. Wow, the plot of the movie is like. A vampire moves across the street and starts seducing like the kid across the street's mother. And the kid is like, he's a vampire. And he goes and like recruits, like he's a horror nerd. So he like recruits the like local horror TV host. And super fun movie. The, the remake is not great, but the original is like super fun 80s. Oh, and I'm he, looking at the pictures right now. And I'm like, I have to watch this movie. He's, I think you'd enjoy it. Uh, super 80s movie. The Corys are in it, I think. Um, but yeah, in that movie, he is incredibly <laughs> handsome. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's, I think at, at this point, like, married to, to Susan Sarandon. Yep. Who is like, to me, one of the the most beautiful women in, in the history of, of film. We've, we've talked about her in our I, I would say j- just real quick, Susan Sarandon is probably on my top 10 Hollywood females that I think are just. Drop dead gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Even today, she's, she's, oh my God, she's, for her age, beautiful. holy yeah. moly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so let's go, uh, let's go Vicini. So my, I absolutely love my Amigo Montoya, Vicini, and Fezzik. The three of them together just seem like this is going to be a really fun it's, movie. My, my three, my, my three of those are like, they make no sense together, which works because these three actors make no sense together in the actual movie either. Right, yeah, yeah, they, they don't make sense. Mine don't make sense either. But my Vicini, and I love this, is uh, Charlie Day. Yeah, I could see that. And uh, he's just, I can picture him especially in that scene with the drinking and stuff. And he's just so annoying. And then he just dies in the middle of laughing. Um, <laughs> I'm basing a lot of it off of what I've seen in um, the new vacation movie. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> he's on the raft with them and he's just going <laughs> nuts. Like, he's so good. But yeah, he's my Vicini. Uh, I like my Vicini a lot. Uh, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, yeah, that works really well, too. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. I can see him through the voice, man. Like, never go against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Yep. And the, yeah, it's great. Uh, this one, Fezzik, I struggled with. I, I landed not, on someone. I, I did not struggle with this. Okay. There's an obvious way to go, but I went in a different direction. Yeah, I went with uh, I went with Paul White, the sure. big show, and uh, I just think it, it makes sense if they were ever going to remake this movie, it would be hilarious if if he did that. Um, he's such 
you know, I, I feel kind of bad for him in a way because he's always compared to Andre, especially in his yeah. early years. Nowadays, not so much because he just became a totally different type of wrestler. Yeah. Um, you know, he was much better off, I think, when he was like the giant because he had a character. Yeah. And then as his career progressed, he became kind of a joke, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but the big guy. But he, he's got, you know, we both know he's got great charisma. Yeah. He's great on the mic. He's a funny guy. I think he would pull it off and do a really good job. So here's so I did something I've never done before. I think in recasting, uh, I cast someone who is not an actor. Okay. Uh, and it, to my knowledge, has never been in a movie. I think he's done some TV. Um, now this is a big guy, but you'd have to make him a little bit bigger. You use effects, do whatever. Uh, but I think his energy is the same energy as as Fezzik. Okay. Uh, Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> interesting i mean he's definitely dumb so that works he's, yeah he's a he's like a big dumb like he's actually a very smart guy but his persona is like the dumb jock yeah he comes off as like an idiot but yeah um very interesting all right all right yeah. Rob Gronkowski. this is the, the, the only role you could do that in because i could get to, i could see him like Pat also being like you idiot i've heard say it yeah and him just being like i'm really let sad. me ask you let me ask you a wrestling question because I, I keep yeah. i keep seeing a youtube video and i don't know if it's real or somebody did this yeah did he ever come out to doink the clowns music no okay no, he's, but somebody edited it okay to, somebody to edited it and yeah. it was hilarious and I, I wish so bad that it was real yeah um but okay gotcha okay so uh in a go this is a little bit too much on the this, nose this, but is come a, on. this is a layup i'm sure we have the same person yeah pedro pascal yeah, yeah, is, yeah. is inigo montoya i mean how can you not uh, there's there's not been a more clear recasting yeah exactly it's like you know what Oberon and Inigo Montoya. And I mean, they have similar yeah. lines too. And he can do comedy. If you saw the, um, if you saw the uh, movie Nick Cage that came out recently uh, this year, where he, he plays like it's the, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent is the, is the name of the movie. He plays like a Nick Cage super fan. And Nick Cage plays a fictionalized version of himself. And they like get caught up in like a drug like like a cartel business okay and he's fucking hilarious in it excellent yeah he seems like i mean from the things that i have seen him in he's he's been great and and you can tell he's got both sides of it down yeah but um you know he, you raped her you murdered her it's like this um, very similar yeah. type of lines which is hilarious right yeah no he's uh he's he's to me the clear choice yep uh pretty good but yeah i'm just i'm just picturing like Buttercup like rolls up and like okay here's Pat Oswalt, Pedro Pascal and Gronk waiting yeah, for her. Yeah, my mine I love Pedro Pascal, Charlie Day and Paul White. Like yeah. what? <laughs> like so good. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at it again, those three actors make no sense visually together. Right, right. But that's what uh like I've heard like to go to another wrestler like Chris Jericho on his podcast, like he was talking, putting his group together in AEW. And he was like, I wanted us to be like guns and roses, because if you look at each member of guns and roses separately, like they have, they all have their own look. Yeah. They don't go together, but the fact that they don't go together, makes them go together even better. Right. Right. Absolutely. And that's kind of Fezzik, in a, Fezzik Vizzini in a go yep. uh, to me. It's like the fact that they're so different. It's just perfect. Exactly. Uh, they're, they're like a fucking D and D party gone wrong. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so, Let's go to Buttercup. I want you to go first because I'm going to do mine together just because. Okay. Yeah, I'll let See, you go first. I'm struggling with, but there's two actresses that I like for it. 
I saw these two actors, uh, two actors that have been on screen together. I think it was a TV show that Gia showed me last night. It was a quick clip. She goes, what about these two actors? And they have great chemistry together. Okay. Um, and I, I, if you want, I'll just do mine. Yeah, just go, together. Go for it. So my Wesley and the and Princess era, Nicholas Holt and Elle Fanning. Yeah. yeah and the no, two of them have that. great chemistry. And from the clip she showed me, uh, Nicholas Holt was very they're not, they're uh, great together. It was, it was a very good show. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was maybe what I saw. Um, yeah. Yeah, and they and he's very very uh, animated, and he reminded me a little bit of Carrie Always, as like the far as the good looks go, uh, yeah. the, the charisma, and then she was really funny too, and I thought that maybe she could bring a little bit more spunk to the character. Um, so they were my my choice. Yeah, uh, Buttercup. There's there's two actresses that I that I like for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw them out there, and uh, you tell me which one which one you like better. Okay. All right, because I'm fifty fifty right now. So I've got uh, Emma Watson or Zendaya. Hmm. I think I like Emma Watson more. Yeah. This okay. one. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because like, and, and no offenses in Zendaya, but like, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of seeing her everywhere now. She's kind of the, yeah. The, she's, the she's the, girl, she's right, the now. It girl yeah. right now. And I'm like, okay, yeah. well, there's gotta be other actresses out there. And Emma Watson definitely slowed down a touch since, you know, and again, she's done some monster movies, but sure. You know, and she's 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 very focused on like her activism and stuff like that. So, yep, yep. Um, yeah, so I, I I like Emma Watson for that. And then Wesley, Wesley, I really struggled with because, like I said, like Carrie Carrie Elwes was like a throwback thirty years ago, thirty five years ago now. Yep. Um. So I wanted an actor that like I've I've not used a lot. I don't think I've I've recast used him as a recast on the show. Um, but I'm with Taron Edgerton. Okay. Who is he's uh he he's done action stuff, like he he could so he definitely can do that. He can do comedy. He's got the acting chops. He played Elton John and Rocket Man. Oh, yep, yep. That's the okay. That uh, we're thinking of the same person. Okay, we're just making yep. sure. Yep. Yep. And he's like, I think he's got like the right body type to do it. Uh yeah, I I I I, I Wesley's a tough role to, to recast, but I think uh I yeah, think. he certainly is. Uh, another another uh, actor I was thinking of, just pure looks. Not sure if I've, I've ever seen him beyond this movie that we've, we recently did at the show at some point. But Wes Bentley yeah, um, has the look for it. But I think he's too, obviously I think he's, he's too old, old now. now. He's too yeah. old now. And I think but he's definitely has the looks. Nicholas Holt for me has that still that young, yeah. like handsome look. And he's proven to be a good comedy actor, too. So I thought that was a good fit. Yeah, and but. he can do action. He was in the X-Men movies. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I can see that. I, I, I like that. Uh, and Elle Fanning, of course, is you know, tremendous yep. in everything she's in. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, miscellaneous. Uh, I basically said all my miscellaneous. I mean, I know that it was based on a book. I know it's Rob Reiner's favorite book ever. Um, and it, I guess, uh, um, you know, obviously the Under the Giant stuff, you know, obviously, like, he, he was weak at this point he wasn't his back was killing him from so much you know obviously the growth that he went through in the wrestling matches and like you know he couldn't really catch buttercup or even hold her up for that matter she was yeah. on a string which is sad and um you know you could even see him in some scenes especially when they're storming the castle like he's like walking away and he's definitely limping and like having a hard time moving around and so yeah. just the thought of that like i just want to i think i want to watch the uh, andre 30 30 again like yeah and just watch it i he He's a pleasure to watch, you know, and yeah. so, but um, yeah, other than that, um, love on and like he's, yeah, Andre is just, you know, he's he's a guy that the legend grows even bigger than the man, 
Yeah. Because, you know, he's like you read articles about him. It's like he knew he was going to die young. He dies six years after this movie's released. Yep. Yep. And he was just like, I'm just going to enjoy life as best I can. How old was he when he died? Do you remember the age? Um, I can look it up. He did he make it to his 40s? Uh, if he did, he it was not too far into it, right? Um, so you know he no he he did so he was um, born in forty six, died in ninety three, so he would have been forty seven. Okay, uh, when he died, gotcha. So, so again, young, like, young buck. Yeah, I mean, the guy just like again, nobody nobody has a bad word other than like people who are dicks to him for whatever reason, but like everyone loves Andre. I feel like. Uh, here, I, got, I got one miscellaneous and I guess maybe this belongs in the least favorite part. Maybe it's like it, it sort of straddles the line. Um, okay. So you are buttercup. All right. Put yourself in buttercup shoes for a second. Yep. The only like interaction she has with Inigo and Fezzik are when they kidnapped her and they just like rode up to rescue her from another kidnapping right how how confusing is that for her and even wesley's like yeah i've been a pirate for the last five years like murdered like you know so many people and uh you know i know you we knew each other five years ago but like trust me these guys are with me you're good all right let's let's do it true love right maybe maybe i mean again this is just thinking but like I i think based on what you know, me being Buttercup and me being our circumstances. I mean, I, th- I feel like the dick is is Vicini. I kind of get that idea that she yeah. like knows the other two are like because I mean, Andre even says she he's just like well, it yeah. feels so it feels so sad to kill a, 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 an innocent girl like they're just following orders. Yeah, and and whatnot. But yeah, you're right. There probably should have been some context where we're like, hey, we were just collecting a paycheck, like like you said, you know. Yeah. Um, so. so, what are you eating with this movie? Hmm. I don't know. Is there, is there even food in this? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's like like a chocolate covered pill, maybe like I a mean, chocolate bonbon. We do you see know what I mean s- with this. I'm eating like a, a turkey, a smoked turkey leg. Yeah, I was gonna say we we do see like some of the rooms in the castle, and yeah. they have like the you know classic castle room. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, maybe like a like a big like turkey or pheasant dinner yes yes a pheasant <laughs> i'm eating one pheasant one i'll take the pheasant dinner please yes um so or you or you could just go like you go 80s you go like 80s pizza hut and like a, a coke <laughs> yeah but not pizza hut today 80s pizza hut. you hate pizza hut today you know i yeah. haven't had pizza since i was a kid but i want to try it based on the fact that you think it's so it's terrible is it as, is it as bad as domino's because domino's, domino's pretty... is better domino's is better i don't I, ever I... since now domino's before they had their whole thing was like we redid our whole, whole pizza domino's was worse before then but when they were like our pizza has sucked we are making <laughs> they it better admitted it in the commercials they're like they did we're they gonna did. get better like <laughs> we From... suck from that point forward, Domino's has been better. I don't know, dude. The 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 the, the delivery service where there's just robots now, and also the pizza insurance, brilliant. Just yeah, fucking sure. brilliant. 
I in mean, fact, I when I usually when I'm in a good mood and I have to call a company or whatever and I have to give my insurance information, I usually say it's Domino's insurance. Domino's pizza insurance. And then they're like, what? And I'm like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Clearly you didn't get the joke, but okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? Domino's. My Domino's pizza is insured. <laughs> uh, what plant type do you have with that? Uh, I believe I have the sausage pepper pizza. <laughs> <laughs> plant type. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about the Oscars. Uh, best picture is this is the Oscars that take place in 88 for movies from 87 uh, best picture is won by the last emperor other nominees are broadcast news fatal attraction hope and glory and moonstruck um, moonstruck really yeah I mean I think hope and glory's out and I think uh, I think uh, we just talked about this this year recently I feel like did we? Yes, 88. What did we do those in 88? Well, no, we did. Well, this is 87, though. 80, 87, yeah. Because uh, I don't remember these movies at all. Because this is the year I was born. And I, I always, I don't remember if we did one for this year. They're, they're, they're purple linked. Um, oh, you know what? I did this with Chris. I did this Okay, with Chris. gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, this is, this is the year Predator. Uh, so, yeah, I think Hope and Glory is out. And I think, uh, I think Prince of Brad is in. Yeah. So uh, director. Uh, Bertolucci wins for Last Emperor. Uh, Adrian Lyne for Fatal Attraction. John Borman for Hope and Glory. Norman Jewison for Moonstruck. And Lassie Hallstrom uh, for My Life as a Dog. Lassie Hallstrom, of course. Uh, our, our booby prize winner from our last season finale. <laughs> where he, uh, he, he directed Cider House Rules. Yep. Uh, which Cider House, for those of you guys who haven't listened to that episode, Cider House rules does not rule. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we kicked him out last time and, and, and put in John McTiernan for Predator. Okay. We, we, had, we, had a, we, had a, we have a grudge against Lassie Hollister. Uh, but Rob Reiner, we, we throw him in? Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay, who's out? Who's out? I don't know. I, I don't think I've seen a lot of these movies, so. Mm. John Borman, you're out. I'm sorry. Borman, sorry. Get John out of Borman, here. you're out. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you asshole. Best actor. Uh, won by Michael Douglas in Wall Street. Uh-huh. William Hurt nominated for Broadcast News. Marcelo Mastriani and Dark Eyes. Jack Nicholson in Ironweed. And Robin Williams in Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, good morning, Vietnam. Um, I don't think anybody really for best actor here. I don't think Carrie always needs no. to be here by any means. Okay. He's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun performance, but I don't think it's Oscar worthy personally. Yeah. Uh, Robin Wright goes on to do much, much uh, more impactful work. Like, and she, she goes on to, this is so early in her career. Uh, I don't think she would go in uh do you know who wins best actress this year i do not share for moonstruck wow you know i gotta i gotta, I gotta be honest about it i think uh share in the seven like late 70s and 80s she's a fucking babe yeah you ever see uh uh witches of eastwick it's on my list i have not seen that movie yet it's yeah i mean we just talked about you know susan sarandon being so beautiful it's like susan sarandon share and michelle pfeiffer are like Oof. three witches and Jack Nicholson shows up as Satan. He's yep. like, ladies, I'm here. 
is that like a, a, a dramedy or is it just a drama? It's a dramedy. It's uh, so it is. It is supposed to be not, kind of funny it's, too. It's not. Yeah, it's not meant to be super serious. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Cher beats out Glenn Close in Fatal Attraction, Holly Hunter in Broadcast News. They're the two other big ones in there. So it's a, it's a, it's a good year for that category. Uh, supporting actor. Um, Sean Connery wins for The Untouchables. Mm. Albert Brooks in Broadcast News is nominated. Morgan Freeman in Street Smart. Vincent Gardenia in Moonstruck. And Denzel Washington in Cry Freedom. I don't know. I mean... I know Listen, that Mandy Patinkin needs to be there. He's he's in. He's <laughs> Mandy Patinkin is arguably the winner this year. Yeah, exactly. Connery's that unbelievable in the Untouchables. Um, you know, Albert Brooks is so good in broadcast news. Uh, Vincent Gardin. Yeah, I'm sorry. You get like you, you get. I was you, actually going to leave him in based you, on the okay. fact that I've never heard him anywhere else. Maybe this is his time this to shine. Is, this is his moment. Okay, moment. So, but... so we kicking out Morgan Freeman or Denzel Washington? Um. Let's kick out. Uh man, this is tough. Let's kick out Morgan Freeman Morgan, just because. Yeah. Sorry, he's a, he's a '90s guy. Come Sorry, on. Morgan. Yeah, your, your time yeah. will come. Your time will come, <laughs> Morgan. We're gonna see you so many times up here. <laughs> the, the curse. <laughs> Morgan and Freeman never does a movie again because we just yeah. said that. <laughs> uh, nobody really for best supporting actress uh, right. in this. Uh, but yeah, Princess Bride, great movie. Yeah, that's my. That's my that's my final. That's my final review. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah, uh, Witches of Eastwick is this year as well. I guess just looking at it. So oh, okay, g- big year for Cher. Yeah. Um, Damn. So let's see. Uh, Princess Bride does get a nomination for best original song. Uh, Which song is that? It's the song that plays over the uh, the credits, and like the score is kind of the. It's like the love love theme for. Uh, for Wesley and Buttercup. Gotcha. I don't even remember it. Uh, wow. It's called Storybook Love. Okay. Um, there's okay. I mean, I think that considering there is one nominee or two nominees for best makeup, they could have thrown them a, a fucking bone for the Marigold Max and, and uh, Valerie makeup. Yeah. Uh, you know, best makeup is one by Harry and the Hendersons, and the other is a movie called Happy New Year, which I've never heard of. Wow. Uh, that's it. That's the only nominees. Um, and yeah, that's the, uh, that's, that's the, uh, that's the the only nomination. The only nomination, uh, is best song. Yeah. Mandy Patinkin got snubbed. I agree. I agree. The eighties, I feel like got very serious about the Oscars. They're like, we can't have any fun. Right. Right. So we have to be super serious. Yep. Uh, bastards. Yeah. This one, this one's fun. So now we come to the most important part of the show and that is when Derek you tell us we put 30 seconds on the clock and you tell us why The Princess Bride is the greatest movie of all time Rick I think we need to spin this around this being your last episode let's do it okay 30 seconds on the clock for Rick here we go this is the first (laughs) time ever it's not the first time ever but you know we can (laughs) oh did you do it when I wasn't here (laughs) Well, I, I did it when you weren't here and we did one other episode where you're like, you do it. And I was like, okay. Okay. All right. Well, this is the first time I'm hearing it. Um, <laughs> you were there for one of them. Oh. <laughs> this is the first time I'm consciously remembering. <laughs> it was like, I think it was like Casa, it was like a real early one. It's like Casablanca. And you were like, 
Yeah, oh man! Like, you do it. I don't. I don't you. I don't. I don't know. All right, that was like, that was like six years ago. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. The Princess Bride is a movie that has something for everyone. If you want drama, it's got drama. If you want comedy, it's got comedy. If you want action, it's got action. If you want romance, of course, it's got romance. You have some amazing supporting performances. You have Mandy Patinkin at his best. You have Andre the Giant at his most lovable. You have Carrie Elwes in a great throwback role. You have great heroes. You get great villains. And you get some prime Fred Savage child actor uh, and uh, old man uh, Peter Falk acting. So Time. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll never know. We'll never yep. know how you really <laughs> felt about this movie. Yep. All we get uh, is so, uh, pr- prime rib Fred Savage. Prime rib Fred Savage. You said you said prime Fred Savage. I and said I said, his prime no, I know you did. But while I was while I was counting, because I didn't time you, I was counting in my head. I was trying to listen to you at the same time, and all I could think about was prime rib Fred Savage. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a Sunday. <laughs> that is a Sunday. All um, right. Well, that's been our episode on. Uh, on the princess bride. And that's, uh, you know, I, I, I just want to say just quickly, it's been an absolute pleasure, uh, Derek to do the show with you every week. Yes. Uh, and you know, I'm not going away forever. I'll be gone for a little while and I'll come back every once in a while. Uh, it's, uh, been one of my, uh, my favorite things to do, uh, got me to watch some movies I wouldn't have otherwise have watched. And I hope it's done the same for all of our listeners. Um, you know, I hope you've enjoyed my opinions and, you know, we'll continue to do so in the future and yep. keep listening uh, with, with Derek uh, as the uh, as the the main anchor here. I know last week, I believe there was an episode with him and Gia uh, and then another one coming up, probably. Uh, and then I'll be I'll be back in a few weeks for our, our season finale uh, as well. Yep. Uh, so and actually, I think I think next week will be the finale episode if I have it correct in my head. OK, Um I think I think I'm going to have this one yeah, be we're the doing last some recordings one. Yeah. out of order. But. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yep. Um, but uh, if anybody wants to know uh, some of the future uh, episodes that are happening after this finale, I'll, I'll give you a little sneak peek. If you don't mind, and I, ha- I have the list right in front of me, but it's completely frozen. I will tell you, I know the first episode of season three will be with my cousin, Anthony Wozniak. I'm finally getting him on the show. And we are going to be doing The Wolf of Wall Street, directed Excellent. by the great Martin Scorsese. And I got a lot oh, of- you mean Scorsese? Scorsese. Oh, my God. <laughs> Scorsese, Chris. Scorsese. Um, and uh, and there'll, there'll be a lot, you know, a lot more movies coming that are people's favorites. A uh, lot of guests that I have you've never heard before. So they will be on here with me. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to just have everybody on as kind of a, a special guest host um, until Rick returns. And when Rick returns, I'm going to have, um, you know, I'm going to make him do play by play to give me a, to give me a break. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have a lot of fun. Rick, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, it's not goodbye. It's just farewell. Yeah, well, I mean, we're we're still gonna talk and see each other. But like, I mean, we're just not gonna do it on air. Oh, we're, we're gonna yeah. talk. We're, all right, yeah, all right, we're gonna, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna text as gonna, you wish. We're gonna text as, I'm, as as you wish. Yeah, I'm gonna every once in a while, unprompted, I'm just gonna text you an insult. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have a new gonna, an, a new uh, piece on this show where I'm gonna text Rick before I record an episode and just say, "What do you feel about this movie?" In five words, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna say it on every episode. <laughs> the, the, the the Rick the Rick uh, Rick's words. Yeah, Rick's words. Rick's <laughs> five word review. Yep. <laughs> I think I think I already have one for Wolf of Wall Street. Rick's Rick's the new uh, Ebert for the show. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> yep. 
Instead, instead of uh, you do Ebert's review, you do my review, and then you do a negative review. That'll be <laughs> yep, <I>, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, you know, I'm again not goodbye forever. I'll be back every once in a while. Uh, so if you're good boys and girls, I'll I'll do some real fun movies coming up. Yeah. Um, you know, and make your list, check it twice. <laughs> some reason a Christmas reference. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, but. For the last time for a while, I have been your co-host, the queen of filth, the queen of putrescence, the queen of slime, boo, boo, rubbish, filth, slime, muck, boo, (laughs) boo, boo, Rick Barrasso. Man, how can I follow that one up? And I am the great, the the great deck Boski Dink. I tried. Keep watching, everyone. And keep listening.